on Big V Racing. Green light on with Dan Malicki. Uh, it's time for Green Light On on this Thursday afternoon, and what a very special edition of Green Light On it is because it's the final of the Inter Dominion this weekend. Dan Malecki will be calling all of the action, and I'm sure he's as excited as everyone else is. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dan. Yeah, thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot to look forward to with the uh, the trotting and the pacing grand final. It's been a wonderful couple of weeks, busy couple of weeks. Um, I won't be disappointed when I say all clear on the last on Saturday night, <laughs> but I reckon I'll be enjoying the uh, the yeah. road to it. Hey, uh, Dan, before we preview the action on Saturday night, we just had a bit of a chat before the country racing show wound up about those people out there that train in the, both the gallops and also in harness racing or in uh, in Greyhound Racing, they they do both codes. Someone's texting. Simone Walker is one that obviously does both yeah. down the Cranbourne Way. You, you might know some others. Yeah, that's right. Simone's been doing it uh, oh, for a number of years now. Um, Blake Fitzpatrick in yep. in New South Wales does. Um, he's got, I reckon he might even have some uh, training harness horses today, but he's got a oh, 20-odd ho- gallopers that he trains. Um, I don't know if Jason Ponson, he's still got a a trainer's license in a harness, but he certainly had, and he, he's making a fist of things in the, in the gallops. There's a number of trainers in WA at, at, at different times. They've, if they haven't had dual licenses, they've had uh, licenses in both. West Australians are pretty much famous for it, aren't they? Mm. Um, and, uh, and, and same as in Victoria, there's been a lot that have either chopped and changed or at different stages had a couple of both. Um, uh, Dita Clark's a, a famous one at one stage there. She had both. Uh, she's uh, hasn't got the harness horses anymore that I'm aware of, but um, she obviously had uh, a number of very good uh, thoroughbreds as well. Um, there's a few of them out there. Uh, uh, also, who have we got? Um, yeah, there's a, f- there's a few others there that uh, are coming to my mind almost thinking like, I reckon they do, but I'm not sure if, <laughs> if they've got one or the other just now, if you know what I mean. Noel yeah. Watson up at Swan Hill is another oh, yep. that is, uh, he trains some gallopers and he owns Torrid Saint, of course, but uh, he's also been known to train some harness horses as well. It often complements each other. You can have a, a pacer or square gator in the, the jog cart and you can have the others, uh, the gallopers just jogging along behind, particularly if you've got horses with a bit you know, iffy legs and they want to keep the weight off them. Oh, without a doubt. And, and there's been, um, harness trainers have been able to, uh, pre-train some gallop as well, just in that first stage. So there's been a few over time that have been able, uh, to do that. And vice versa, I know with horses that I've had in the past, um, uh, some of the, the gallop trainers I've given them to, um, just, just for something different have really enjoyed that challenge. Um, uh, so, uh, I remember Mark Riley at one stage there, he, he, he actually started going to Bill and Simone Walker's stables because he was wanting to train Mahanas or he fell in love with it and, and, um, he had it there just, uh, for rehabilitation and pre-training and he enjoyed it so much he wanted to take out a license. So, uh, it doesn't take them long, um, for those that haven't been involved with their horsey people. Uh, the bug can get them pretty quickly in the harness. Yeah, sure can. Hey, Dan, uh, can't wait for Saturday night as we touched on off the top. Two huge finals for the Inter-Dominion. And if we start with the paces, the the barrier draws made it quite fascinating, haven't they, in terms of you know what the market tells us and where they, these horses are drawn. So Honolulu Bay, who's won all three heats so far this series and continues to tick all of the boxes that we thought might pose question marks for that horse, uh, has drawn barrier two. And Acknow, who was so impressive, leading all of the way, and almost fell in last start at Geelong, has drawn next to Honolulu Bay. They're basically the same price. There's been fluctuations throughout the week, but mm. they do look to be the two main chances with the market on paper. Expensive Ego's drawn 
on the outside of the front rows at $7.50. Spirit of St. Louis is also on the front low, uh, front row. And uh, behind those, you've got the likes of Mac Dan and also uh, Torrid Saint and Naratak Prince has been a bit of a surprise yep. packet. So the barrier draws just made this race really fascinating. Look, um, and the market, I think, reacted very quickly, didn't they, to Act Now in particular. Um, he uh, he had a tough run last week. He, he went very fast time, much faster time than, than Honolulu Bay did. So Honolulu Bay has had a pretty much stress-free week. Uh, he's going so well. He was unbeaten through the series. His times haven't been um, the fastest compared to some of the others, but he's also had easier wins. Uh, just coming with one run and not necessarily from good barrier draws. So it was no surprise to see his price trim up pretty quickly and uh, on a, and almost meet Act Now halfway. Act Now, um, he, he added that extra string to his bow, didn't he, when he showed that he can come from behind. That was, uh, that was a big thing. And yet he's got a barrier draw that can advantage him by leading here. Um, so I expect that Act Now can lead, but at least Jodie Quinlan knows and, and confidently knows that she could take a trail if she needed to. But I'm not sure there's a horse there that could hit him off anyway. If it's an asset that you've got, um, you know, you've got to use it, don't you? And if he gets pressure in the run, it's a decision that Jody can make at a different stage. Honolulu Bay, I'm not sure he'd get past I Cast No Shadow because if Honolulu Bay uh, was able to get past him, I think Act Now would, would blast past him and lead. Honolulu Bay gets the run of the race. Be a good situation for Emma Stewart. I'm sure they wouldn't be disappointed, Emma and Clayton. Uh, but I think I, I cast no shadow might try to kick up to hold Honolulu Bay and sit behind Act Now. Or one of those two. Um, Act Now, uh, more likely to lead. Trying to find the value. I think Naratak Prince, who could well be three back the inside, is one of the better roughies. The horse that surprised me at the price was Mac Dan. I, I do my own prices, as, uh, as you would probably imagine. And, um, I had him, uh, I'm around six dollars, mm. so um, his price is way over the mark. He's another that has shown he's tough and he can win from behind. Dan will come uh, back. And he's and going so well. Talking with Dan Malecki about the Inter Dominion Pacing Grand Final. You mentioned Mac Dan. He's quoted around about ten dollars. You thought around about six dollars. Where do you think he's going to be in the run, given the the, the makeup of that front row? Oh, well, it's interesting that that point because that's the part it's a little bit more difficult to to work out. He might have to uh, try to make a mid race move to go around them, or come with one run in the last lap, which, depending on the pace of the race, will depend on what time of the race that Mark Pitt might be able to make his move. He's drawn. Uh, I say he's drawn likely to be drawn three on the back row. Again, we're faced with this situation. I can't stand it to be quite truthful. When emergencies mm. are drawn in the field, um, and particularly with uh, the Trotters Grand Final with the emergency drawn barrier one, I mean, it's all good and well if the expectation is that the horse doesn't get a run, which is unfortunate for connections. But <clears throat> if he does, it changes the whole makeup of the race. And again, it's a major put off in betting uh, pre post. Similar situation uh, with the, the emergency drawn inside the back row. Uh, in the pacing grand final, but uh, he's likely to start from barrier three on the back row, which means he could follow through Act Now. Mm. Uh, Act Now has got a lot of speed, so he could actually push forward, and he's a tough enough horse where he could do that, and he could end up a lot closer than you think. Um, and if he was able to follow Act Now through, um, he, he could be in a position to be in the top five for the first turn. All right, Dan, So he might be more forward than you think. With Dan Balecki, we're talking about Mac Dan. As you said, if he follows out Act Now, that could be an interesting situation. He could lob up handy. 
I think so. I think that's a good possibility. Um, you're looking at horses like Spirit of St. Louis, who's shown that he's got gate speed. He was able to blast off the gate uh, to lead and win his heat at Shepparton, obviously very disappointing from a bad draw last week. Uh, whether or not they'd be confident enough to chance his arm in the early part over the longer trip uh, is the question mark. An expensive ego, uh, look, he'll grind his way forward. So the, the, the chances are Mac Dan, without having to do a lot, could be in the top half of the field early. And then, at least if he has to go three wide, even if it is without cover, he's a chance of flushing out a horse like Expensive Ego or um, or Spirit of St. Louis. So I still think Mac Dan's a terrific chance. He was 16 or $17 just a couple of days ago, and he, he was way over the odds. I don't know why he was that price, but I think he's got a terrific chance, but his chances improve, as it does for a number of other horses, if there's something there that can really put pressure to Act Now and or Honolulu Bay, and uh, the most likely horses to do that uh, could be early Spirit of St. Louis, um, but uh, particularly Expensive Ego, who, who we know is very tough, but because of his toughness and maybe his lack of point-to-point speed, it makes himself vulnerable. Uh, if he can just get that slightly better run, it could make all the difference uh, for Expensive Ego because he is going so well. The harder they go, the better the chances for horses like Bundoran, I Cast No Shadow, getting a softer run potentially. And the horse that you mentioned before, Naratak Prince, I think he's going really well. Um, he looked like he might be out of his depth at the start of this series, but he's performed well in all of his heats. He's drawn to get a cheap run, which I think he needs to get. But the harder they go, the better chance he's got. Yeah, just on Spirit of St. Louis, Dan, is that your gut feel that Jack Callaghan will, will go after Act now at the start on Saturday night? Um because he's drawn right next to it, uh, I, I don't think he could uh, cross Acknow. Uh, Acknow is a good beginner, as we know, and if you're right next to another horse, it makes it harder. Uh, if you're drawn two away from him, maybe it gives him an opportunity uh, to blast off the arm. But at 2760 metres, if you're going to try and blast out off the arm um, to lead a leader, uh, you probably your intent would probably be to hand up anyway, mm. rather than try and lead all the way, because I just think it's too tough, unless you're a natural leader. Leader, like an act now. So um, we've seen him do it before. It's one of the, the possibilities, but maybe one of the less likely possibilities. I was just looking at other horses with gate speed on the front line that could make things interesting. And I think he could if they tried, but it might be just enough gate speed to, to hold a spot. And he might be the horse that Mac Dan is able to let go in front of him. But if he did do that, probably expensive ego rolls his way towards the spot outside the leader, if indeed Acknow does cross Honolulu Bay. But if Honolulu Bay stays one off the pegs, um, that might make it interesting, that one wide line, that shuffling up of positions between expensive ego, Spirit of St. Louis, Honolulu Bay and, and Mac Dan. And then it could well be a bit of cat and mouse in the run if something else is prepared to go forward at some stage during the race they're going to flush out, potentially flush out something else. Uh, so I think all eyes will be on each of those horses in the one wide line and likely that Act Now is going to get away with, with, a, with a really good run. Oh, it's clear these takes the first of Maribel, the winner six magnetised, 17.49.50, one Yankee Gambler, one twenty four Papa Leo, no third, fourth two Rock and Roll Nugget, Quinella 26.70, exact to 47.20. The try, $280.90 and the four, $489 even. We're talking the end of Dominion Pacing Championship Grand Final with Dan Malecki. Dan, because of this draw, does it bring anything at a bit of value into the race now? Well, it just depends on pace, and that's the one thing that you can't often predict, can you? And if you knew, it's almost like having an A set and a B set, or if you're taking a quaddy, and remember there's a projected pool of about a half a million dollars in the quaddy pool, so it's that sort of quaddy where if you're up and alive to race to the third leg, 
you want to be alive and potential to get a bit more value into it as well. So um, it's pressure to act now uh, and or Honolulu Bay and how much of it and how sustained it is that will give others a chance. I cast no shadow is one of those. We mentioned our attack prints. Even better eclipse. He's forgotten about now because he looked awful the other night when he galloped. He just looked awful. Uh, and you worry about where he's at. But hit with the sort of horse if if you got an okay from from Jess and Greg that the 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 horse is fine and it was just an aberration and you can forget that performance well he's going to be way over the odds and best suited when the pace is on um but you know i don't know that there's those attacking horses that can really pour the pressure on from about the 17 or 1800 meters more likely they're going to quicken from the 1200 and if that's the case uh, it's going to suit the horses more up on the speed so Better Eclipse will need a charm drive, and you need to know with confidence that the horse is A-OK, uh, because he's one of those that's certainly good enough to win, but he's a, he needs a genuine tempo. Bundoran, similarly, from the draw, they might have to go right back at the start. He could end up towards the tail of the field. Need to be three wide, probably three back with cover. Uh, I don't think he's strong enough to be able to go on his own. Then there's a few in that category. Naratak Prince is probably one. Zeus Bromek is another. And Better Eclipse would be an... Well, Better Eclipse is actually good enough to go three wide on his own. I just don't know if we've got the confidence that he's in that sort of race shape. Pete's head so was terrific last week, but it, I think it's hard to see him winning. And Beyond Delight's the other one. He He's not as tough as a lot of his stable mates, um, and he's a bit more opportunistic. But one thing he can do is rattle off a fast quarter off a fast run race. So he's another one not to be forgotten about. If you're thinking one-on-one he can't win, you're probably right, I agree. But if something was prepared to take on the leader and the speed was uh, faster than expected, those are the horses that got a chance. And that's what those connections are are relying on, and they know that. Um, So while Act Now can potentially lead, or Honolulu Bay for that matter, um, the others are relying on Spirit of St. Louis, an expensive ego, maybe even a Mac Dan for, for taking it up and and opening up the door a little bit uh, to some of those chances. It's a half a million dollar race, so it's pointless. You know, It's one race, a classic case of you'd much prefer a weakening fourth than a fast finishing fourth. Now, Dan, I'm going to set you a task while you're talking. Before we say goodbye at the end, I'm going to give you... $100 to spend on the pacing grand final Oh, thank final you. Thanks Saturday for that. Night. Enjoy so, your weekend, guys. Yeah. I'll see you later. So, so over the next five or so minutes, have a think about that. $100 betting strategy for the pacing grand final. But we'll talk about the trotting grand final uh, this weekend because he's got his hand up. Yeah. Now, what odds Emma Stewart will train the trifecta in the pacing championship? Uh, I've tipped it to train the trifecta, so it's a really good question, Sean, and probably a quest, uh, you know, something the tab could easily uh, mm. um, try to figure out. I mean, she never trained a Inter Dominion winner before, so uh, that in itself uh, would make Emma nervous, knowing Emma that the, there could be a bet type out there that she could train the trifecta. But she's an excellent chance. The three horses that I've mentioned that I've got um, have pretty much dominated the heats. Honolulu Bay's won three, Acknow's won two, and MacDan's won two. So between those three horses. They've won the seven heats that uh, Emma has trained the winner of. So I think rightly so. And we mentioned Naratak Prince as a, as a decent roughie. And, and as I said, beyond the lights, chances improve if the pace is fast. So, yes, I think a very good chance there, Sean. Trotting grand final is race five on the program, Dan. Uh, it's a really intriguing race as well. So Mafasa Metro for John Justice has drawn the front row and is at $4.80. And the almost even money favourite is Queen Elida off the second row from the inside. How do you expect this race to shape, Dan? 
Well, look, if anywhere Hugo doesn't get a run, um, it should shape up with Queen Elida being the rightful favourite and she may well get the right run. Is she the sort of horse that could use the sprint lane? Not sure. Um, but if anywhere Hugo did gain a run, again, that would, uh, that would hurt things for those that are pre-post punters and wanting to get involved in this race, uh, from uh, earlier this week because, it, you know, it, it causes a major problem emergency in the field. I don't know when some people are going to wake up and just understand that punters don't want to bet when emergencies are drawn in the field like that. It really hurts the pre-post betting of the race. Mm-hmm. It can confuse people. You know, I'm, I'm writing a column for the Herald Sun and there are horses I want to tip as best bets, but I can't do that because in the course of the next couple of days, uh, the emergency gets into the race and it just stuffs up your whole thought process about that race. And obviously an emergency getting a run in the race, it's, it's a 10 to 1 shot isn't it but it's a dollar 10 shot uh, to 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 muck up uh, the way the race could be run if Mafasa Metro ends up drawing one I think he'll be able to lead and if Sunoko is the one that could challenge Sleepy on her day has got a bit of gate speed and Majestuoso can come out but Mafasa Metro from Barrier 1 he'll get the good run but I think Queen Elida will do too uh, she'll get the perfect run behind them and expected then perhaps to use the uh, the garage sprint lane and be the major threat that's the likely way it, it, it might pan out uh, Just Believe gets a bad draw this time but he's been winning his heats with ease and you're going to get a bit of value about him, so I wouldn't be giving up on him. He might be strong enough over the longer trip. Um, he's going to have to be, though. Um, there wasn't a lot between he and Mufasa Metro when they last met. Just believe sat without cover, but it was over the shorter trip. So uh, I think they're your, your, your key uh, three, uh, with Majestuoso, who comes right into it as well. So the four in the market, I can't see anything else winning from them. But if... Um, uh, if the emergency got a run, Mufasa Metro's chances improve and Queen Elida's um, probably just drop away marginally uh, because she could end up being back on the pegs, although I've got no qualms that Chris Elford will get off the pegs early. So Mufasa Metro came up over the odds to me. He looks like he'll be able to lead. John Justice, he'd love to get the double. He's won a Pacers grand final. He gets two runners into the Trotters grand final and he's got a serious chance with Mufasa Metro. He was on this morning with uh, Michael Felgate as well on Racing Pulse. So 22 years between Inter Dominion victories would be great. It'd be a great story, wouldn't it, Dan? Oh, absolutely. And look, he's only got a, a smallish team of horses now, but he's doing a wonderful job with the team that he's got. Um, and he's got a really good horse, a good four-year-old. Queen of Light is a four-year-old as well, but Mufasa Metro has probably got the, the, the perfect gate for him to be able to win the race this year. And, and let's not deny, he's a very, very good horse. And I've got to say, I'd be wrapped if Majestic Harry ran a great race for Brittany Graham. She's yeah. been terrific, helping us out. She's a wonderful girl and a family, and uh, I just think it's magic that she's got him into the race. That's part of the the, the wonderful magic of these races. Oh, it certainly is, isn't it? Isn't it? And we've all had a little bit to do with Brittany over the course of the the Inter Dominion Carnival, and and we're so. Um, so delighted that she's been able to get this horse in. Uh, he'll be a hundred to one shot, and she she knows that she'll be driving him the best way that she possibly can. And you know, it'd be great to see him being able to weigh in. Um, it's a bit of a a, a national velvet uh, yeah. story there, isn't it? Velvet Brown and and, and the pie uh, situation in a way. Prince of um, Penzance. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, you know, and yeah. that was, he was 100 to 1, yeah. you know, so, uh, and it's a trot race, it's a horse race. Um, so as we well know, uh, if things went to plan a lot more often, I think all three of us would have retired by now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dan Malecki's with us for Greenlight On as we preview into Dominion Finals night at Melton on Saturday night. Dan, uh, disappointing news throughout the week as well that Ladies in Red will miss 
an extended period, I think upwards of six months with a, a fractured past and just so disappointing. She's one of the stars of the sport and we won't get to see her for, yeah, upwards of six months. It is, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of a setback because there were some key races for her that would have come up in in around February, March and April. So we're going to miss out on seeing our, our pin-up horse, our marquee horse and harness racing. Uh, a lot of trainers will tell you that uh, far better a, a, a fracture of, of a bone which can heal as opposed to a soft tissue injury. So there is positive out of that. Sometimes it sounds worse, but I know most of the trainers would prefer that than to have some sort of a tendon problem. Uh, so there is some positivity there. There's been uh, a number of horses that we're aware of that have come back from uh, from broken bones of sorts and um yeah she'll be off the scene for a little while uh and uh well when she returns hopefully it's at uh, at melton and it might be a bit bit like a, a popular arm when he returned mm. you know it was it was pretty special a lot of people came out to the track so um it's too early in her career for it to be over so uh, you know fingers crossed we get to see uh, more of her but it just might be a little while now I was clearly stage seven and down the winner four Mercury Icon seven ten three ten three hour and old pack of one twenty one all in rider three seventy four six Branson Bale Quinella six eighty exact of fifteen forty the trifecta two hundred and twenty two even the four seven hundred and seventy even running double eight and four seven thirty it's interesting with injuries like that Dan sometimes they race they put clues, um screws and plates and goodness knows what just like human beings and they get back to the track. Yeah, they do, don't they? Well, bones heal. That's the thing. Yeah. Bones heal. Uh, whereas uh, soft tissue injuries, they may improve and they may get better and maybe one out of X amount uh, get to the stage where they're close to normal, but a lot of them just, just don't. And they're injuries that well, humans, for example, mm. let alone uh, animals, have to put up with and manage throughout their, their whole life. So uh, at least with a bone here, I think you can have some confidence that it'll be A-OK. It just needs, uh, needs time uh, to get through that and then the preparation of putting a horse in work. It just doesn't happen in six weeks. It's going to be a long haul there, and particularly with Emma and Clayton, um, you know, a good three three to three and a half months of, of work before she comes back from a spell. So it's really not a bad scenario under the circumstances. And the other worry you get is that they favour it and then go on the other one. Oh, well, yeah, again, probably more so if it was a tendon injury. I think that's more likely to happen. I hope that's not the case. I hope down the track you're not saying, see, I told you so, Sean, <laughs> because... Um uh, we don't want to see that career closed just yet. We want to hang on to our champions. And let's face it, uh, I think even with the, um, the closeness and the evenness of the horses that are competed in the Inner Dominion, the one thing that we've, we've missed is to have those uh, talked-about horses, those uh, special horses, those champion horses like a ladies in red. So we want to have her back. Dan, running out of time, but quickly, a $100 betting strategy for the, uh, the pacing grand final. Uh, it's funny, I'm trying to work out what best to do. The first thing that comes to me is a bet type that I, I don't think I've taken for 30 years, and that is uh, a Quinella. Okay. And to box up along the lines of what Sean said before, it, it might just make sense. But I'll go Quinella. Two Honolulu Bay, three Act Now, and 11 MacDan. So is it worthwhile we put the whole hundred on a box yeah, Quinella there? I like it. I'm not usually an exotics man, but... Uh, if the voice of harness racing in this state is telling me to do something on Inter-Dominion finals night, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to whack $100 on that for you, Dan. Well, you asked. You yeah, asked. I didn't I tap did. you on the shoulder. Remember that. I did. I did put you on the spot. Hey, Dan, enjoy it. It's a, a wonderful night. It's been a great series so far. So much drama. And uh, there's plenty of intrigue around the barriers for Saturday night. Can't wait to see what stories unfold. Good luck. Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, a lot of focus. You can watch it on any platform. If you find somewhere that you can't watch it or can't hear it on Saturday night, you're just not trying hard enough. Yeah, good on yeah, you, and good absolutely. calling too, Dan. Thanks, Sean.